0: This episode is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. No matter how experienced of a chef you are or aren't, you can steal the show this holiday season with 365 by Whole Foods Market. 365 brand has all the wallet-friendly essentials to help you make or bring the most popular dish at the party. Plus, they have unique items to help elevate any holiday spread. With a variety of delicious cheeses and a wide selection of wine, it's easy to find the perfect thing to cheers with. Check out some of the Momofuku products to upgrade your holiday dinner. In fact, you can also make a balsam and not make turkey at all and be original and make something way more delicious. And Whole Foods has wonderful pork shoulders, and you can buy all the Momofuku products there. Steal the show this season at Whole Foods Market.
1: This episode is brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. According to J.D. Power, Chevy trucks won more new vehicle quality awards than any other brand. But champions don't stop. They keep moving forward. And that's what the Chevy Silverado is all about. It delivers next-level off-road capability with a refreshed interior, advanced technology, plus a larger, more functional bed than any competitor for the ultimate tailgate flex. To learn more, visit Chevy.com. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit JDPower.com. award
2: While you was gone, you must have done a lot of favors
3: got a whole lot of
2: things i don't think that you could ever have paid for while well, you've been busy crying about my past mistakes Mm-mm. i've been yep. busy trying and i, mean, I can stop
4: listening chase. and i've gone down the hole so songs I think I think ohio i've been riding with the ghost today we're riding with our buddy pierre mcguire who is doing great 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 coverage. He's the guy between the two benches and he does he basically is the guy sideline dude uh and he has had part of the announcing crew for the NHL finals. He he's we he, will find out as I'm sure you may or may not know He's coached in Stanley Cup Finals. He's won Stanley Cups. He's He's played. played. He's been a scout. The guy knows what he's talking about. And no one has a better seat for this Stanley Cup Finals than Pierre Maguire. We're going to talk to him. And then a special guest joins us for Quick Hits, uh, which we will reveal later, and I hope you enjoy that. Um, But first got a lot of stuff to talk about on Yeah, the old interesting show. past weekend. Uh probably, you know, in this time of year, the focus is mainly on hockey and mainly on the and NBA, NBA. And there was a story that superseded both. That so surprised gonna... everyone. And because the NBA finals aren't done, uh at, at the time of recording this, uh the Toronto Raptors are up 2-1 all over a depleted Golden State Warriors team, although I believe that Kevin Durant will be back. I believe that Klay Thompson will be back, and we'll see what happens in Game 4. But uh, the hockey, it's going to be 3-2 one way or the other, so we're going to talk to Pierre Maguire. But this past weekend, a heavyweight bout. Andy Ruiz. Shocked shocked the world. Shocked the world in a way that I think, I'm not sure it's getting as much coverage as it deserves. Like, watching Andrew Ruiz win that fight against Joshua, it, it Winning a, a a boxing match that nobody gave him credit for eleven to one underdog. This, this, mo- this is the moment where you're like, I can't have that fried chicken sandwich. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to the gym today. You Do know, know what I need mean? To? Andy Ruiz, heavy, he unified all the belts. And he can barely unify one belt around his waist. He needs a seat extender on Southwest Airlines, seat belt extender. Dude looks like your cousin who fought five people at a Sublime concert. He looks like he just fought twelve people at a quinceanera. Because He said his wife's purse was on the seat and then it fell off. It had fallen on the ground, but he's still fighting people. Right? He's got side boobs. Like, we were talking about this with Corolla, Adam Corolla, on his show, and Corolla made the best suggestion ever that instead of a championship belt, he's going to need a championship bra. Brought to you by Lululemon. This is the time where we bring a—he's going to unify the championship sports bra. Andy Ruiz Jr., this dude—first of all, I loved him in the post-game press conference. Fast hands— and I Anthony got knocked down, got back up again. To quote Chubba Wumba. when he got knocked down, I he took a breath, and I was like, "Oh, this dude's done. He's finished." And Anthony Joshua is a specimen, six six, chiseled out of granite. He makes. He had such a reach advantage, like eight inch reach advantage on this guy. And this guy got inside and was firing punches from down low. And, you know, a lot of relentless. And they were saying Joshua was ducking uh, Deontay Wilder, who's the other sort of heavyweight contender, the top heavyweight contender for these belts, Mm -hmm. ducking him, ducking him, ducking him. Deontay Wilder, by the way, is there are a lot of people who criticize his boxing skills. And just that he's just a a wild puncher. He is a Deontay Wilder puncher. Didn't he, he beat Tyson Fury, though? Yes, but, like, and he's he, a wild puncher. He just is, like, so unpredictable. He's he, like a street fighter. He's just out of nowhere. He, I love his outfits that he comes in in. He basically looks like he's going into a, to an Eyes Wide Shut party right before he's coming from or going to after the fight. He's a great great figure in boxing, and he wanted to fight Joshua. Joshua was ducking him, so Joshua fights Ruiz. Uh, The next fight Deontay Wilder took was Ruiz. And he got a ton of grief for that. And yet, now here we are. Wilder will have a chance against Ruiz to win all the belts, and then he can fight Joshua. Boxing suddenly is relevant again in the heavyweight class. Thanks to Fat Andy Ruiz Jr. Andy fat He's not Andy a Garcia. Mexican, he's a Mexican to steal a phrase, a joke that we made on Cheap Seats about Raul Garcia. I couldn't be happier for boxing. We now suddenly have a storyline. We have something. When the heavy when he, it's like when the New York Knicks are good, it's good for basketball. It's good when for the he, When the heavyweight division has drama, it's good for boxing. When it has boxing. intrigue, it is great for boxing. Not to set, take anything away, the middleweight division is great and and the smaller divisions are fantastic. I appreciate those Guys, you appreciate Bantamweight, well, a a guy like Lomachenko and and Triple G, those guys are fantastic. Of course, you know, the uh, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, that all is great for the sustained boxing for years, but when you got heavyweights, you were just watching the Muhammad Ali documentary in his own words. When you get heavyweights that are at the top of the game or the intrigue is at the top of the game, they're the cards that people want to see. And Ruiz is is the most intriguing guy ever because when you think about like who was the fat, heavyweight Butterbean. Boxer. It was Butterbean, but he was always on the undercard. That's right. The this guy. This guy is the card. And who was the fat guy? Uh, George Foreman. George Foreman was fat. George Foreman was fat when he was older, when yes. he had like nine kids who were all named George Foreman. When he was selling a grill, a fat burning grill, and he himself was fat. But he had earned the right to be fat because you remember him in the late 70s when he was, he was ch- a mountain of a man. He was right. a chiseled guy. He yeah. was the guy everyone feared yeah. stepping into the ring, hands of stone. Now to put it in context, Buster Douglas was, I believe, either 40 to 1 or 42 to 1 against Mike Tyson and when that, he oh, beat him. I, I think that has more to do with uh, the... Mike Tyson than it does Buster Douglas. Mike Tyson was so quote-unquote unbeatable that that's why that was a bigger disparity and he yeah, was Anthony against Joshua Hirad. has been knocked down. I mean he has been knocked down but he comes back. Right. But it just was unbelievable. It's I it's not like Anthony Joshua has been dominating the heavyweight class for like four years. It's not like he's won every fight with a knockout in the first let round. Let me put in a larger context and then we'll get out of here and we'll get to Pierre Maguire and talk right. hockey. But the larger context is Andy Ruiz Jr. makes everything possible. He literally makes everything possible. You can be a guy who doesn't work out. You got chest tattoos on your man boobs. You, you, he does work out, but he's just not losing weight. He's like, he's like a Prince Fielder. You're like, are you really vegan? You're huge, dude. I guess vegan, you can eat all the pasta you want. Fine. But I'm saying like he, he is not a specimen. He isn't like a, like Andy Ruiz Jr. should be on the cover of the body issue on ESPN. Boom. There you go. I'm just saying he makes it all possible. He makes the normal guy Too sitting on Too bad the magazine I think is done. That's right. Okay. Uh, but I'm just saying like that he, he makes everything possible. And for the guy sitting on a couch drinking a beer or for the woman watching it who is just pounding pasta. You, you just, just felt fat shamed her entire life. Andy Ruiz steps up and he is the people's champion the people's champion Andy Ruiz and I hope he beats Deontay Wilder Wilder, how great would it be if our champion our boxing champion right there gonna change the way we look at road work for the rest of our lives there you go there you go love it when we come back on the other side of this break we got Pierre Maguire, the great Pierre Maguire from NBC's coverage of, of the NHL Stanley Cup. He's doing, he's killing it in the Stanley Cup Finals, and we of course have a dogfight with a team that we love and, and a great Boston team as well. So it is going to be amazing to hear his thoughts on the series currently and what's going on. Uh, this is Volcano Choir, the uh, project of uh, a bon Vare side project, if you will. Song Comrade. We come back, Pierre Maguire on View from the Chiefs. Our it's- Comrade, stay with us. Guys, with the bustling holiday season well underway, ready to eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. And our good buddies at Factor, they got it. They shop, they prep, they cook, they deliver to your door so you can enjoy chef crafted dietitian-approved meals during the holidays. How good does that sound? Minus the hassle, that sounds even better. Plus, you know, you got 34 meals per week, gourmet plus keto, which I've been doing and I love, calorie-smart vegan plus veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons. You'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My mouth is watering. I can't even do this ad. Our holidays, look, they're jam-packed. I know yours are, too. Everyone's looking down the barrel of, like, so much busy time. If you got two minutes, you get the factor meals. They're super easy to prepare, and all of a sudden you're having, like, a restaurant-quality meal in your own home. It's cheaper than going out. As we mentioned, 34 meals per week, 36-plus at add- add-on options. It's amazing. It's cheaper than dining out. Take that money that you save from, from not going out and spending money at a restaurant and spend it on the holidays, on gifts and stuff. Special occasion meal, gourmet plus, perfect solution. If you're looking for that upscale, their options are done easy. It's amazing. Look, here's what you do. Head to go.factor75.com slash SCLAR60. Use the code SCLAR60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code SCLAR60 at go.factor75.com slash 60 to get 60% off your first box. I'm telling you, this factor thing is amazing. You'll be amazed at how much time and money you save, and we all need that as we roll into the holidays.
0: This episode is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. It doesn't matter what type of holiday gathering you have coming up, whatever it is, you can't show up empty-handed. 365 by Whole Foods Market not only has you covered, they'll help you steal the show. From animal welfare-certified fresh turkeys to frozen appetizers and baking essentials, 365 brand has budget-friendly items so you can make or bring a seasonal dish guests will love. And it's always nice to bring something unique for the host, like a bottle of wine, or a specialty product, or a whole box of Momofuku air dry noodles, or several containers of Momofuku chili crunch, all of the Momofuku products would be a wonderful house guest. Even for me, if you came to my house and you brought Momofuku products from Whole Foods, I would I would actually raise you in my book of friends. Pop in and get festive at Whole Foods Market. All right, welcome back to the show, Uh,
4: as promised. There is no better time of the year and no better time to talk to this gentleman than right in the heat of a fantastic Stanley Cup Finals between our very beloved Blues and the uh, Boston Bruins, who uh, I I can't remember in my lifetime an as Stanley Cup finals that have been that has been so much punch counterpunch as this series like you can't predict it. We're talking to Pierre Maguire, Pierre, how you doing, buddy?
5: Gentlemen, really nice to visit with you. I'm doing fantastic. Getting ready for game 5 here tonight in Boston.
4: I know. So this our, our show's going to drop on Friday, which is, I'm happy that it's 2-2 because we won't know the outcome of the series yet. And we can talk about every different scenario. You're down on the ice with the best seat in the house, in my opinion. First of all, I have to ask you, because you're so great at this, with all the craziness, and I don't think it gets crazier than a, a Stanley Cup final in, in the arenas, how do you remain so calm? You're When you interview someone, it's as if you're doing it on NPR. I can't believe it, Pierre. <laughs>
5: Oh, I don't know. Probably some experience. I've been down there a long time. Sure. I've been in the league 31 years, but, um, you know, I had a chance to be involved with two Stanley cup finals as a scout and a player and a coach, I should say. Yeah. And, uh, so it's something that I really appreciate. It's something I never take for granted, but the, the co- uh, spirit of cooperation with the players and yep. the coaches over 15 years that we've been doing this has been phenomenal. It really has been. Yeah, I lo- they get it. They it's like get they get it. what they're getting when, they, when they're
4: when they sitting there talking to you. They're so happy to be there, and I always feel like you get a real interview. You really actually get in and talk to these guys, which I love. Well, thanks,
5: man. I enjoyed doing it, and I really appreciate you guys saying that. Thank you.
4: Well, we've, we've really enjoyed this series. On the playoffs on the whole, and this is sort of the interesting thing. I'm not comparing it to the NBA playoffs, but the two go on at the same time. I don't think you would see in the NBA multiple eight seeds beating a one seed in the same playoffs. I mean, isn't that crazy that hockey can can produce that? Because
5: we have something that the other sports don't have. It's called the goalie. Yeah, that's it. So if the goalie gets in fuego, it could be problems for the top seed You know, I've called a lot of one versus eights, and I'll never forget one. Montreal, back in 2010, beat the President's uh, Trophy Champions, Washington Capitals, in a seven-game series. Mm -hmm. And Yaroslav Halak was a goalie for Montreal, and if he's not in goal, there's no way Montreal wins. But Montreal won a game seven on the road with 16 shots on net. You know, you can't make that up. That's insane. That's unreal. yeah, I think they were outshot 42-16 and they still won the game. So the goalie makes a massive difference in our sport in terms of
4: upsets. Well, the Kings had, you know, Jonathan Quick, certainly. I mean, took that eighth play, eighth seed Kings team very far. And so, you know, it's it's amazing what a goalie is even bigger than a starting pitcher in like the in, in the World Series who can
5: even start 3 games. That's a great point. You know, it's more like a quarterback in, yeah. in Super Bowl. Um, our goalies because they play all the time, just like quarterbacks. You starting pitchers might only get two or three starts in a, in a series. So yeah, no, it definitely makes a difference. Absolutely. And,
4: and in this Stanley Cup Finals right now, we've got two of the best in the league playing the best in the league, and two minus guys, game minus game three, minus game three, which was a bit of an aberration, but because of, <laughs> the rest the rest of the series has been pretty amazing with guys standing
5: on their head. It's been really good. The one thing that stood out in this series is a physicality. You yeah. know, usually we have a lot of intensity, which is great, but what we're having now is intensity and physicality. And there's a carnage factor going on in this series now. Um that's been pretty amazing to watch and see how the what the guys are going through and how they're dealing with it has been amazing to me. It's been great drama.
4: And again, what hockey allows you. Krug puts that hit on he, he puts that hit on helmetless hit. In in that game one, and every single St. Louis Blues it blew. In the next game, was said we're going to finish our checks on this dude. We're going to finish it all the way through.
5: And to his credit, Tori knew it was coming. Yeah, it's coming. (laughs) And you could see him in the in the pregame skate. He was bracing for it. He knew he knew it was coming. And I thought he handled it fantastically well. But that's the one thing. I mean. Guys, know There's always going to be retribution. Yep. Um, it's just the way the nature. It's the nature of the beast in our sport. <laughs> and so now you're looking at a
4: situation where does Chara come back the rest of the series? I don't think he does. Even if he does, is he's, he's not going to be playing with the reckless abandon because you're you, you, there's something inside of you psychologically that says don't lead with your jaw here because it's broken.
5: Uh, I would say that there's a real good chance that you'll see Zdeno Chara play mm-hmm. the rest of the series, but he will not play at the same levels that Zdeno is used to playing at. It's just I, I coached the player, Rick Tockett, in the 1992 Stanley yeah. Cup final versus Chicago, and he had a while for his jaw to actually set before he played, and um, it helped him a ton. But I can tell you, he, he went through unbelievable amounts of pain in order to play, and he was a hugely important player for us. But he had time to actually heal up before he had to go through this. You know, Char hasn't had that time. So it's going to be a, a whole other equation for him to have to go through. Yeah, I, I, again, it's the human drama. It's the element right. of it. The guy's just a fearless leader, and he cares so much about the well-being of his team. and He wants to help any way possible. And he he's is, a mountain. He's like, a mountain of a guy. What's so crazy
4: is like that play was a result of his insane wingspan. You know, the the stick reached out so <laughs> far that he's the one who blocked it up into his face. It wasn't like it was shot directly into his face, but that just shows you how many shots he could disrupt.
5: Oh, that's a great point, too. I mean, if he doesn't have that wingspan, highly unlikely he's getting hurt. You know, that's a Braden Shen shot. Now, Z would tell you, Zidane would tell you, he created that opportunity against Boston because he turned the puck over. Shen made a really good play at the offensive blue line, but it That's was Chara right. that made the wayward pass. So, again, he was kind of the author of his own demise in that situation.
4: And the, and Shen has been doing it a bunch in this series. He got the open net goal by in center ice making that steal, which he's been all over the place. After a somewhat of a lackluster first couple of rounds, the dude who I think is one of the best players on the Blues really Showing coming up. on.
5: You know, that, again, very valid point. Here's the one thing about Braden that's really something that not a lot of fans know. He's been a full-time NHL player for nine years. Yeah. Eight of those nine years, he's played on a team that Craig Berube either been the head coach or the assistant coach of. So there's a level of comfort and a level of trust there that mm-hmm. a lot of players wouldn't have with a coach. But you could see Braden has a trust of his coach, and he clearly has a trust uh, – To play for that coach, he really trusts this coach.
4: And you go back to Barubi as a player. He's a guy that would fight the whole team for one guy on his team. So loyalty and and standing up for your guys—that's who he. That's in his DNA.
5: He was one of the tough. When I coached in the league, he was right in the prime of his career. He was as tough as any guy in the league. And I'll tell you this right now he never fought for himself. He always fought for his team. Yeah, There's a huge difference between the guys that fight for themselves and the guys that fight for their teams. He fought for this team, not for himself.
4: It, you talk about that. I mean, in, in hockey, obviously, there is fighting that's allowed, which is kind of crazy. It's like, just let your brothers fight it out, all right? They're going to get tired <laughs> eventually, and then we're going to jump on them on the rug, and then we'll send them to their rooms. Right. So that's the of the old, <laughs> the old box, as it were. But in, in baseball, there's less of that. I mean, if someone throws a ball at someone's head. But there was a moment a couple years ago in the Cubs, his historic run in 2016 where Anthony Rizzo, early in the season, someone threw a pitch at his guy. He stepped up on the dugout and he stepped up and he looked at everybody on the other team and said, I'll fight you all. I'll take anybody. <laughs> and I think that showed the rest of his team. Yeah, this guy's going to fight for anybody on this team. And, and that's an interesting analogy, Ram, because the Blues, you know, kind of, I don't want to say they're the Cubs on ice, but they are that team that has gotten so close. And it seems like all the breaks have gone the other way up until this this run, this season. And I think for us, obviously we're big blues fans lifelong, but I think hockey needs that story that can transcend the sport and go to other people to bring in more and more viewers, I think.
5: Great point. All true. All legit.
4: I mean, when you think about last year and Ovechkin finally winning a cup, like that's a guy, if you're not even a... If you're not even a Caps fan, you say, that guy has played so well for so long. This guy's going to be drunk in a fountain in about an hour. (laughs) Right? I want to see that. (laughs) But he celebrated like the way I would celebrate if I won something like like that. Those guys. The joy. The joy. When they went to the Washington uh, Nationals game, Like normally the hockey players will hang out for like, I don't know, five innings and then split. These guys were hanging out so long, I'm sure the stadium people were like, you
5: guys got to go. Yeah,
4: that's it, man.
5: (laughs) It's uh, it's an amazing trophy to win. I've had the good fortune to touch it twice and I've slept with it twice and I can tell you <laughs> it's one of those things where you never want to leave the bed if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's pretty so amazing.
4: The fact that you've done that and the fact that you're then standing on the ice and talking to these guys, they know. They know you understand how important it is. Again, going back to how great it is and how much you capture what's going on in that moment. You know, again, we grew up watching hockey where they didn't have the Pierre Maguire on the literally standing on the ice talking to people it, to me i think it's such a great way to to get people access in the game we love it well
5: our boss our bosses at nbc came up with this vision back in 2004 and i'll never forget when they approached me at the stanley cup finals between tampa and calgary yeah and they said do you think you could do this and i said i know i can i just don't think the league will allow it and they said if you think you can you have the job and nice. that's how i got my job
4: oh, phenomenal they're so, lucky they're lucky to have and, you oh,
5: uh, you guys are nice. It's great. I I feel blessed to have the opportunity to do it every single night. I love it. All
4: right, let's talk about this as this series kind of winds up. You got a game tonight, and uh, yep. obviously, you know, when this episode drops is tomorrow, we'll know what happens. So someone's going down three two, going back to St. Louis. How do yep. you see it playing out in the rest of this series? And you know, again, I it looks like what we, do the Blues have to do to win? What are the what does <laughs> Boston yeah, have exactly. to do to win? The
5: the Blues have to play their ground and pound. They got to get pucks deep. They have to dominate the boards. They have to dominate. the opposition slot and they can't give up odd man rushes if they do that they're going to be very very successful if the Bruins find a way to take away that board play and that ground and pound play and can get their transition game going which they were able to do in game one which they were able to do in game three Mm -hmm. um, that becomes a little bit more of a complicated equation for St. Louis to figure out so that's going to be The telltale for both teams. One team's got to get their skill and their flow game going, and one team's got to get their nasty roll-around-in-the-dirt kind of game going. So it's two different styles, and it'll be really apparent, I think, early on that you'll see which team will be in trouble and which team will be okay. I mean,
4: St. Louis has played great on the road, and of course Boston is an unbelievable home team, but do you think them being depleted somewhat certainly on defense – that this that could be maybe that little crack of a
5: factor that could give the blues a slight edge or it, do... it could it could, but here's the one caveat to all that. Tuka Ras has never played this well in his life. Yeah. Ever. He's, he's
4: unbelievable. And right so
5: now. when you have these kinds of situations that are mounting against you and goalie knows that and he can deliver that becomes a problem for the opposition. So that's the one caveat to this is, you know, tuca has got the experience. He's been through two different runs to the final before this. Obviously he didn't start in 2011, but he was there, started in 2013 and played the whole way. But this is, this is the one thing, again, we talk about one versus eights and all the upsets. The goalie has an opportunity to, to mascara and cover up yeah. a lot of some of the blemishes that teams have.
4: Well, there was that period, that, that period of time, like a three-minute period of time where the Blues, in the second period of this oh, last man. game, before they got <laughs> scored on shorthanded. I, I, I can't remember pressure like that in any Stanley and they didn't, and, no. and to your point that you just made, Tuka kept kept the puck out of the net. On just an unbelievable onslaught. They kept that puck in that zone. Longer than I've ever seen. It was unbelievable pressure.
5: I, I've I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen that in a Stanley Cup final. I've seen it in regular season games. I've seen it in early conference games. I've never seen that in a final. Never seen that kind of pressure. Never it, five on five. Like yeah, it felt no. I was like, Do we have six skaters on the ice right now? <laughs> it felt
4: like it. Why did they pull Bennington? No, but I mean it was an amazing <laughs> amazing thing, but only to be and this is what could really tell the whole series. So so Boston short this is the metaphor. They're short. Handed and they come up with just an amazing play, great pass, great hand. The guy catches it, puts it down, and then literally puts it on goal and scores. And you say to yourself, "Oh my God!" They just had three minutes of the most intense pressure. The Blues did did not score. A shorthanded Boston comes back and scores, and that could be the metaphor for what what could happen or the turning point. But then the Blues collected themselves and found a way to score in in the third period. This does feel like a heavyweight match where they're just standing in there and each giving their best shot and taking it and turning around and giving it right back.
5: Yeah, no question. I think that that's going to be the interesting thing to watch uh, in game five is to see, you know, which team's going to buckle. I, I don't think either team will buckle, quite frankly. I think it's going to be really tight the rest of the way for both teams. I mean,
4: can we just talk for one moment about Ryan O'Reilly and how he has really <laughs> changed, I think, changed the the complexity and the nature and the, the makeup of this Blues team. Like, that guy's on the ice. He kind of reminds me in a hockey sense of Kawhi Leonard. That dude is always in the right spot. Always makes the right play. I mean, that rebound goal that he basically swatted out of the air was miraculous.
5: He um, is—he's an ace competitor. You know, a lot of people forget this. He made the league as an 18-year-old, and he was a second-round pick. There are not a lot of you know first-round picks at 18 that are making the league. He made it as a second-round pick as an 18-year-old, which is amazing. He's always had tremendous hockey IQ. He's not the fastest player. He's not the strongest player. He's not the biggest player. He's just a player. He's just a really good player. And uh, one of the things that really stands out to me is how composed he is. He never panics. A lot of guys that are, you know, high strung guys, they panic from time to time. Ryan O'Reilly never panics, which is really priceless to watch.
4: He's so soft spoken too afterwards. There's like a almost like a I'm happy just to be here sort of air <laughs> about him that like he yeah. you get the feeling he definitely appreciates the moment in the moment. It's hard to see that yeah. when you're going through it and hockey has gotten so, you talk about how fast hockey has gotten even from the t- from the 90s to now. I think hockey is a, is a almost completely different game
5: you know that's again valid point and i'll give you a case in point we had a, a reunion 25th reunion for our 92 stanley cup winning team and mm-hmm. we had tapes made of some of those special moments from the, the 92 series we were the last team to win and the only team that's ever won 11 straight games to win the stanley cup amazing in the playoffs so we were watching and then mary lemieux was sitting down with myself and a couple of the other guys and He said, I think we might be one of the only teams from the nineties that could still play in this era Mm, because mm -hmm. we, we were really, really fast and we were really skillful, but he's right. We we had a different team than most of the other teams. And that's why we had, you know, back-to-back cups. But there are not a lot of teams from those vintages that could come into this era and play just because of the sheer speed and the overwhelming skill of the game today. I totally agree with that. We were watching the second game that Wayne Gretzky ever played. The first
4: home game we did, game it on, in cheap ed, we did it on cheap seats on our old show on ESPN with it. He did, <laughs> and watching the second game of Wayne Gretzky, that's the same thing. He was skating in a way that, at a speed that no one else was. The old guys just weren't skating that way. They just in '79, right. they just weren't doing it. He was <laughs> it circles around everybody, and you understood. Why this guy was so great? Uh, all right, so if you had to predict, I know that's it's hard to do. Uh, if you had to predict who wins a series and in how many games, let's uh, we're I don't get do that
5: because of... I have to stand between both
1: teams. That's so right. I learned a long time. Okay, ago, you don't. No okay, prediction. No, no predictions. predictions.
4: <laughs> all right. Well, but you, I, I do think this is an unbel- This is the series that I kind of want everyone to be watching. This, this series, I think, is the type of thing that can. Get- I mean, when you talk about NBA versus NHL, I, it's funny because the Golden State is so depleted and the star power is so low right now, this is actually a good time for hockey. I think people are tuning into it because they're saying to themselves, wait, there's a really exciting series. There's an amazing story going on about We have a chance to see history. I think there is a factor where if you don't live in Boston, everyone hates Boston. So you've got this sort of people are root. There's something to root for and something to root against unless you're in. And if you're in Boston, you're rooting for Boston.
5: I got to tell you, the ratings from the St. Louis marketplace in the state of Missouri are off the charts. Oh yeah, oh yeah, just unbelievable. I
4: mean, we're forty, we're forty-seven, and we've been rooting for this team. We grew up with Dan Kelly. Like there might not have been a better announcer (laughs) than Dan Kelly. (laughs) No, no,
5: Dan Dan Kelly and Danny Gallivan are the two best announcers ever, and then comes my partner for the last fourteen years, Doc Emmerich. Oh, (laughs) so so good, so good.
4: Well, hey, I know you're busy. I know you got the uh, the game tonight. We can't wait to watch you do it, and can't wait to watch you on the rest of the series. don't get a puck 2 inches from your nose again, man. That was <laughs> That insane. was the craziest video I've ever seen. That thing as it's coming by your face. You got to be thinking a million things as it grazes oh, your man. nose hair. That's a great great <laughs> video, man. That's a great piece of t- Oh,
5: you guys are too much. Well, thanks for having me on. I'll do it anytime. You guys have been great. Thank Pierre,
4: you. Here you're awesome. Enjoy. We'll talk to you. Thank you, boys. Take right. care. Thanks, bye bye. all. Pierre Maguire, look at that.
5: Pierre Maguire. You know, there's
4: something about that which, you know, when you talk to a guy like that and you understand where he's coming from and who he is and you understand that like that's a guy who's played that's a guy who's coached, won a Stanley Cup, and and you it all comes through in how he interviews. And he, how he knows what everybody's players. going through, and what a, what a great thing on game day for him to give us that much time. We feel incredibly blessed and so happy to do it in this moment when the Stanley Cup Finals are coming on. Uh, we're gonna do a little special thing on when the, we come back. We a come special th- guest joins us for quickets. His name is Daniel Van Kirk. He's our co-host for Dumb People Town and our good friend, and he knows his sports. Uh, this is a special episode, an NHL Finals episode. View from the Cheap Seats Uh, We appreciate all you guys listening Don't go anywhere, don't change your podcast dial Uh, This is our good buddies Barry from uh, Brooklyn Uh, The song is Michigan and we'll be back right after this With more View from the Cheap Seats
1: This episode is brought to you by the Chevy Silverado According to JD Power, Chevy trucks won more new vehicle quality awards than any other brand. But champions don't stop. They keep moving forward. And that's what the Chevy Silverado is all about. It delivers next level off-road capability with a refreshed interior, advanced technology, plus a larger, more functional bed than any competitor for the ultimate tailgate flex. To learn more, visit Chevy.com. For JD Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit JDPower.com slash award.
4: All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Pierre, oh, Pierre, fantastic. Incredible. McGuire in the box. Oh. Uh, he was so great and so great honest. predictions about the- He's uh, not going to predict the series, and I get that because he's you know he's mm-hmm. in between both teams. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. But he did give us a good breakdown of what needs to happen if the Bruins want to win and what ha- needs to happen if the Blues want to win. Uh, we're on the precipice of something potentially very exciting, and I'm so glad we had him on. And now we move our attention over to Quick Hits and who better to join us with Wacky Wild Stories than the co-host of our fantastic podcast. He brings us so much joy, Daniel Van Kirk, you are a sports hey, fan. Hey, buddy. Hi, Welcome.
3: How are you? I am a sports fan. You, and
4: you know what's going on in the world of sports, and we love hanging with you. Uh, so we couldn't miss this opportunity to have you do crickets with us. A lot of crazy stuff is happening. Let's get into India. it, Well, Let's get into it right away. Scotty Pippen. Oh, Scotty Pippen. Dan, You remember the Scotty Pippen days? Uh, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen is suing uh, a comedian. Yeah, suing Life. a comedian. Oh, did you not hear the story? No. A this comedian is crazy. and her husband. Rented his house. Okay. At thirty thousand dollars a month. I'm like, what comedian? What comedian? That? And I'm like, I yeah. never heard of her. I've, I've never, never heard, heard, heard of her. her. I'm like, if it was Amy Schumer, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. And Pippin is l- naming their four-year-old daughter, five-year-old lo- accuses five-year-old four li- years at the time, five-year-old daughter of defacing his home with crayons. Which, by the way, crayons you can't get that out of anything. That'll never come out.
3: I, I don't have kids.
4: They said pets peed all over the rugs. Pets mm-hmm. and kids. Scotty Pippen is very angry at these people. I'll tell you who they wouldn't have done this to Ho Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Ho, well, uh, you don't do that to Ho Grant. Yeah, you'd have the goggles on. Yeah, <laughs> <then. laughs> wait. So who? So and now and there's. So he sh- owns a
3: house. He rented it out for thirty grand a month to a comic we don't know.
4: Yep. What's her name? Her name is. Uh, her last name is Glazer. So it's uh, not Alana Glazer. No, no, no. Former Chicago Bulls star Scotty Pippen has accused a young girl of defacing his Florida mansion with markers and crayons markers. So now that actually. Look, you have a mansion in Florida. It's going to get like crapped on. Also, like, don't you. A little bit is on this family, too. Like, don't you make sure that your
3: daughter is Well, you know what
4: their excuse was? The cleaning crew didn't show up enough. That he That's
3: still, you left someone else's house like this. Yeah, yeah. you can't. You gotta I don't feel know better. if the hot take here is screw Scottie Pippen, but so far I'm completely on his on side. On board with
4: Scottie Pippen. Yeah. I get it, and I understand that you can't really vet who you're bringing into your home, but uh, yeah, they should have to just If you Pay are the, the parents of a four-year-old girl and that person has put markers on it, it is your responsibility to- Get him out. Hire someone to clean, clean it up. It that's up. Your, if you're spending thirty thousand right. dollars a month, you, you can't can drop spend two grand for something to come thoroughly clean you. Two grand, famous. Dan. It's yeah. going to be less than that. I know. Bucks. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god! In a complaint to the suit filed last year, Pippin said the girl, who was four years old, damaged certain elements of the property with coloring tools. That's his fault. Also, it's how does coloring. he not coloring know, maybe tools?
3: The, maybe the dad is a really bad drawer. Thank you. Let me
4: get some coloring tools. Lindsay Glazer. I can't believe we're. I've actually. I've watched a little of her stand-up. Up. Me too.
3: Really. Okay, keep going. Uh, yeah. Jacob
4: Walshin had a uh, response. a big fan of ours, and yeah. I, I don't want I, I, him, I just, I made a... Oh, I made watch, a watch s- it, and I, I, I when I watch it... What did comedy, you say, Jay? I, I said, comedy's comedy hard. Okay, Glazer in a statement... I mean, let's for- just
3: be honest. You guys have been doing it, what, 25 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If People somebody, look at our stuff, and they don't like it. Sure, fine, whatever. I get but For that. me, it isn't whether or not it's even good. Yeah. It's just jarring. This even happens to me here Thank in L.A. You. when you're like... so somebody is deemed successful or has worked out, I'm not taking anything away from them. The jarring part is how do I not know you? Yes. That's the jarring if part. If I in don't
4: know who you are, then you have got to be doing something in a universe that I'm not Which aware is so, of.
3: That's the weird feeling. Possible, where you're like, but I think you would universe? be on my radar. Right. But like, I, there,
4: especially because you guys are in both scenes. You would either be in a festival that I've been at. You'll either be getting some buzz that I've heard of. You will be on this. There's shows. not a lot of people
3: doing the Virgil and... Largo store. and the store on the same night. so like here's what guys. the wo-
4: here's what the woman said okay. the comedian this is in a statement from her spokesman she's got a spokesman Jeez. Dan you don't have a spokesman you need a spokesman Dan, I'm gonna get one she dismissed Pippin's claim this is her this is her quote who would have ever thought that Dennis Rodman would be strengthening relations with North Korea and Scotty nobody thought that Nobody did, and not by the way, and Scotty, no tippin Pippin.
3: What the hell does that mean?
4: Would be a crate. would You're be right. the, He's a loser with those six rings. Would be the crazy one suing little girl. She said, "So going at." I mean, he's giving her. She's material. trying to be a comic. She's, she's trying to get a the story. Pippin filed a suit in it. Broward County Court in December of 2000. That's your problem, Pip. Don't get a a mansion in Broward County. Exactly. What are you doing? Uh, in December, a Fort Lauderdale home causing more than $109,000 in damages. Whoa. Wow. That's the almost three months rent. Wallpaper. The couple That's moved into rent. his home temporarily after their Fort Lauderdale house was damaged in September 2017 by Hurricane Irma. They paid thirty thousand dollars a month for rent, according to the lawsuit. Okay, so, so your husband is extremely wealthy, right. or you come from a ton of money. Pippin had placed you're the home it in some
3: way under so far underground comedy scene that there's we gold don't even know about it. gold down there.
4: Mm-hmm. Pippin had placed uh, the home on the market, but agreed to let Glazer and Woloshin rent as long as. It was maintained in top show condition. No, that's that not top show condition, Mm-mm. bro. On May second, in the May second, amendment complaint, the former Chicago Bulls player sued the couple. Said the couple allowed their pets, a dog and a cat, to urinate throughout the home, thereby causing permanent stains and unsanitary conditions. All right, we got it. You know what? I- I'm on Pippin side. Name you I bet legally kid? you have to name. Yeah. I bet you do.
3: Who else are you gonna say? You can't. You can't name unless the people who unless didn't do the
4: it. woman, unless that woman who uh, who is the comedian, right. unless she is gonna step up and take the brunt of the maybe.
3: Heat. Who knows? Who knows? I'm right, with the, him on this.
4: Though. I'm with Pip on this. Dude, me too. I'm. I, we might. We might have to start making shirts. I'm, I'm, I'm with Pip. With, I'm hip with Pip. I'm, I'm hip, hip with Pip. Pip. <laughs> right. I'll tip with Pip. I'll All tip right. with Pip. Like the struggle, the Drake curse, very real. The Drake curse. The so Drake. you know about the Drake curse, right?
3: It doesn't exist anymore. It what? Exist. I mean, if, as long as you're not trying to defend a belt, you're good. Oh I my mean, God. so
4: you saw that. So we talked at the top of the show. I mean, if the Raptors win, then I think you put it to bed. Mm-hmm. I mean... Drake, right? And, there's no guys. Drake and Anthony Joshua. I know there's no. Didn't curse. you guys
3: do the thing with yes, like we some sort of chicken, chicken or something like that? I know. And then there was also a deal. And then we it, lost. In the was end. it 2016 during March Madness, or one of you had to have a button half in, half out on your shirt? <laughs> 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 you could only watch.
4: didn't you didn't you and I sit down and watch we Michigan come back Randy's on house. campus? House. Did you, you had to Leave for Randy some Didn't you do anything Cubs related that like? This is yeah, a, you wore your hat that you called the restaurant that you left it at, remember? Started crying about the, it. That was way Like after a 9-year-old. You called a restaurant. That and doesn't said, affect their Do wins my or hat? losses. Do you have my hat? It that doesn't
3: affect their wins or losses in uh, the least. All
4: I'm saying to you, Dan, is mm-hmm. uh yes, we are superstitious. Yes, fine. We are superstars. But, I mean, Drake at this point, like, D- so, so he's so, got- Okay, so so now the Warriors are up. Okay, so now the Warriors are up. As we record. They're actually, the Warriors are losing. So now Toronto's it's up 2 1, 2 1. And if they win, and a, a lot of the Warriors are hurt, if Kevin Durant or the other, or, or Clay Thompson can't come back and, and play, and it's just Steph again, and Kayvon Looney's got a problem, and everybody's got issues, mm-hmm. if that happens again, mm-hmm. And they go up 3-1. Does Drake, do you allow Drake, do you allow Drake to sit in the audience? Yes. Do you? Jay, Drake curse. If I'm Toronto, Anthony I Anthony Joshua no. should have you destroyed. Crazy? Anthony Joshua took a picture with him and said, we're going to get rid of this curse. And then he had the most cursed experience ever, which we talked about at the top of this said, show. about to break the curse, June 1st. No, you were not.
3: It's because he no, looked you were... over a man. He he did not train. For did that he fight. look
4: over a man, or did, did the curse look over the man? The curse might she have looked Dan, over. That's Dan, that's what I'm Dan, asking. Did he look over the man, or did the curse look over the man? So you're saying the curse is not real?
3: No, the struggle is real. The curse the curse is not real. Very Dan, struggle. I real. disagree can I with you. Thanks. a quick side question. Yeah. Uh, Oop. Are the are the warriors? I just lost Dan. You did? No, I'm not. No, no. no.
4: Oh, I could I can't hear me or anyone. Okay,
3: yeah, I can hear you. Your mic, mic is sand. off. No, it is
4: on. I could hear it. Try try Sorry. Okay. Don't worry, right. I don't Randy, worry. about the music. She we'll can put worry. the music. We'll she put can put in. it in post.
3: All right. Yep. Let me ask you this: Do you think the Warriors are good for the NBA? I think the Warriors going to the finals is good for the NBA. I think the Raptors. Winning is better for the NBA, so Agreed. we'll talk about this next week. Because that dominance is good, right. but then someone else winning is even makes it even Unseeing better the for the whole. Is good. As a
4: However, whole. if the Golden State Warriors aren't healthy and they get dominated, then it becomes a weird side question.
3: That's the Drake blessing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the last. We'll one. talk
4: about this last one. Now, this is crazy, okay? okay? And it's crazy for a lot of reasons. This story, but it is amazing. New York Jets' Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, who sat out all last year because he thought— Former Steeler, right? Former Steeler, and he thought that— Former Michigan State Spartan. He thought that the Steelers were doing him wrong, doing him dirty. So he's like, I'm going to sit out. I'm going to sit right. out the whole year, and then got the money that he thought he was deserved. Go for it. Okay? Now, he's got a lot of jewelry. It's a jewelry,
5: jewelry, jewelry Russian jewelry. I'm
3: thinking about becoming a chain man. You could well, pull you off, can off a chain. Like a single gold chain. depends on the outfit,
4: right? Like a, a thin gold chain. Gold or chain.
3: full head-to-toe baseball jersey. There we go. <laughs> a fubu? You want to drop, drop a little fubu? Baseball uniform. Full. I'm talking cleats. Done. Cleats. By, it's stirrup been, socks. Then the chain always looks good.
4: Dude. NFL running back Le'Veon Bell is out $520,000 after two women allegedly dispersed with all of his jewelry. New York Mm -hmm. Jets players say he left his girlfriends alone. Okay. Girlfriends.
3: He has some big love. CNN
4: is glossing over the fact that this dude regularly has three ways. They're identified as his girlfriends. Good. His poly.
3: As long as they're all consensually and open about their relationship.
4: But he sat out of a lot of football. He sat out of season. Yeah, and you know do. what
3: he did? He created new love. Thank he did. You. He
4: started a relationship. More time to work on his relationships collectively. He built connections. He
3: franchise tagged it.
4: Well, he didn't apparently build them that well because he left his girlfriends alone in his Florida residence to go to the gym, and they destroyed his walls with <gasps> crayons. Just kidding. No. That's <laughs> they, Scotty Pippen. They ransacked his, his closet. When he entered the closet, he noticed that some of his items were displaced, and his blue jewelry case was open and empty. this blue one. Okay, if you are Le'Veon Bell, you get a safe. Am I right or am I wrong? You have why a safe. Why do you keep built, a jewelry in why your Why do you keep a jewelry out at all? Do not trust anybody. Just
3: because mm-hmm. you're banging mm-hmm. these. If you had to guess, what would you say? He probably had a quarter million dollars worth or like $600,000. Oh, I know 000. how much. He I lost $520,000 worth of That's jewelry. That's what he lost. That's not what he just had out in that closet, I know right? Because he, he said some items. You know he did. He I answered thought, like, did the
4: thought. The missing does that two that stuff items. Make you happy. Okay, ready for the missing two, two items? Under, owners, the true. missing items are two gold Cuban link chains with diamonds, a gold chain with a black panther pendant which contained black and white diamonds, mm. a rose gold Rolex presidential watch, mm-hmm. and two tone, and a two-tone rose gold and white gold Cuban link bracelet. All things that... That's lot I costs. would never wear. That's Detectives in Hollywood, Florida are actively investigating the case. The running back is uh, set out 2018 in March. Signed a four, Again, of have got a place in Florida...
3: Four-year, fifty-two. million. I don't care who you are. I don't care
4: who you think you get know. Get a safe. How much did he get? He got four years, $52.5 million. How much
3: guaranteed?
4: I'm sure a lot of it. Probably because, at least 40 right? Oh, at least. All right, so brother's got money, and he can He's replace it on a heartbeat, and there's insurance. Matter, but, but you can't replace the trust that he lost. I
3: could replace my shoes right now. I don't want to lose
4: them. Dan, he could replace those two girlfriends in a hot second. That's all I'm saying. Know, maybe. I'm sure.
3: Sh- Oh,
4: that sucks. There we that go. Doesn't. That's it. Quick hits. Daniel Van go. Kirk. Quick Thank hits. you for sitting in with us, Mike. Thanks, thanks for having me, Josh. I love it's having you joy. on. Uh, hey, uh, just for Daniel Van Kirk, go follow him on Twitter at Daniel Van Kirk and on Instagram at Daniel Van Kirk mm-hmm. and go to DanielVanKirk.com. I have
3: dates right now. Coming to the Midwest. Go see him live. He's Coast.
4: amazing live. And, and of course, uh, go catch him with us on Dumb People Town, our podcast yeah. that we do together. We'd love to have you sign thanks up for Thanks for that. stopping by, buddy. And when we come back after the break, we got a voicemail from a very angry and newly annulled Nicholas Cage. Cage. You're going to want to stick around for that. We'll be right, right back with more uh, view you from the chief seats right after this.
1: is what I thought it was Cause I've never known love like this before oh,
4: yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, that was fantastic. Thank you, Daniel Van Kirk, who is a joy. Um, This is an exciting time of the year and uh, no one more excited about his own personal life, uh, which always seems to supersede anything that's going on in the rest of the world. I mean, his life is almost like a sporting event. You think it's going to be a marathon and then, of course, it becomes becomes a a sprint sprint out of nowhere. Although he strikes me as a guy that would sprint a marathon in dress shoes. We're talking about Nick Cage. He left us a voicemail. Check it out.
2: Jason, Randy, Nicholas Cage here. Guys, oh man. So much going on here out in the in the hot desert streets of Las Vegas, Nevada. But I wanted to come to you guys first to respond to some recent rumors uh, going on. Apparently, my most recent ex-wife, who again I was married to for four days. Um, she's out here trashing me in the press, saying that, um, that, oh, I'm trying to get back with her, I'm trying to reconcile with her as she is out in Vegas already dating somebody else. Um, And she's saying that, you know, I tried to get back with her after I filed for an annulment after only being married for four days. Well, let's just get one thing and one thing straight, guys. Nicolas Cage only looks out for Nicolas Cage. That's why I'm constantly not married to women. Yeah, guys, here's the deal. I I got drunk. This is literally in the description as to why I'm no longer married to her. I said that I was too drunk. And uh, we got married, and it was a total mistake. And then, in 12 days later, as uh, you can read in the report, that's an actual news story out now. 12 days later, I went and tried to reconcile with her, and uh, she did not take me back. But you know what? I didn't take her back. <laughs> yeah. Guys, here's the deal Las Vegas is a hotbed of summer basketball action, and so Nick Cage can't be tied down anyway, guys. We have the NBA Summer League is coming here. I've already got my season tickets. I'm already currently camped out under the stands here at the Thomas and Mac Arena in Las Vegas. UNLV running Rebs. Fuck that shit. NBA Summer Pro League. All the big guys are going to be here. Zion Williamson, Ja Morant, uh, beep-a-bop, you know, all the guys, you know, so it's going to be a hot time out here, and you know, the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA are out here just utterly dominating, so Nicolas Cage does not need to be tied down to any woman, especially one who I married for only four days, so you know, I may have called her to try to get back with her, but I think we all do some things when we're drunk, okay? (laughs) Nicholas Cage needs money now. Okay, guys, if you guys could just have a great time, let me know if you want to come out to Vegas whenever to go see uh, the NBA Summer Pro League, if you want to see Zion Williamson or uh, Gary. I'm sure there's a Gary playing in the NBA Summer Pro League. Hit me up. Nicholas Cage will get you tickets to Hopefully an NBA game, but definitely one of the Cirque shows. Yeah.
4: I did. Did you see the video of him? I didn't Uh, see it. You did see the video of him after he got the marriage annulled. The video of him singing aggressive karaoke. I didn't see it, it was, uh, it's pretty unbelievable it's amazing alright there you go that's a show everybody <laughs> there you go that's how we do up, up here in in view from the cheap seats we give you the most current people for the events that are happening this week Stanley Cup Finals we're knee deep in it someone's gonna be down 3-2 or up 3-2 when this thing drops and thank god we have Pierre Maguire to sort everything out for us thank you Daniel Van Kirk for doing uh, quick hits with it's always fun to hang with you Follow at Kenny Stevenson on Twitter. At Kenny G. Stevenson. Kenny G. Stevenson. I believe. Uh, And And that's it, man. uh, We're going to be in uh, San Francisco at the end of this month. Get your tickets now. Cobbs Comedy Club. And if you're in uh, Huntington Beach, we did a great show at the Rec Room a few months back. We're coming back to do a show there uh, this Saturday, the 15th. uh, And so enjoy that. Or next Saturday, the 15th. So check that out. Next week on the show, Jordan Klepper. The Amazing Jordan Clepper from the Daily Show and from his own new program, Opposition, and from Clepper. And then the week after that, Colleen Wolfe, who anchors the Thursday night uh, coverage of the NFL Network's uh, Game of the Week on Thursday night. So enjoy that. This is, of course, Underdog, Young Gun, and Silver Fox, and we are out of here. Go punch waterfalls.
1: (laughs) A, podca- <clears throat> A podcast
2: network.